we get paid for this now. This is our job. We're doing this. And I'm like, okay, like yeah. whatever. It, I love it. It's yeah. just, it's so out of character, but also we get to share this whole journey with our family. There's a lot of that happening online. Just focus on yourself and your goals and obviously budget and see how the, the numbers pan out for you. Don't let the fear get in the way of you starting. Just do it. Hey guys, it's Caleb Williams with Michael and Kristen, welcome to the Better Wolf Show. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. I ha I have to say a couple things. Number one, we're going to talk about Airbnbs, and I think in right now in the world of so high interest rates and uncertainty, there's a lot of people that are like um, still into real estate. But I've I heard a talk the other day that says Airbnb is dead. Like it's no longer a, a sustainable business model, and and it was very interesting to hear people's uh, thoughts around that. What attracts me about what you guys are doing is not that you're like an Airbnb expert, but that you're documenting your journey. You have multiple houses. You're, you're doing some really incredible things and you're doing it together as a couple. And I think there's so much good that's coming out of it. And I just respect how you guys show up and you guys have a phenomenal YouTube channel that we'll link down below. Um, but I just want to, again, welcome you guys to the show. And I'm looking forward to hearing your story, what you've learned. And maybe uh, we can laugh on some of the horror stories that you've learned as well, and we can learn through you. So uh, with that intro, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. And yeah, I mean, we've heard that as well, that Airbnbs are not a good thing to get into, but I think that's why we're documenting it to show you, you know, if it actually is good or not. I mean, short-term rentals, it's easy to call it Airbnbs, whatever, but like the short-term rental vacation home situation has been around forever for a long, long, long she grew time. Up going to a beach house with her parents every year. Yeah. And, and that was like, you know, you'd call Burr White on the phone and you'd rent the beach house like yeah. in Orange County. That's where I grew up. But that has always been around. And yeah, there are these things that have popped off like Airbnb and Verbo. But I truly believe that the short-term rental market isn't going anywhere. There are people who got in to make a quick buck and it didn't pan yeah. out, or maybe it did for a little bit and it's slowly petering off, but it'll never totally, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> is that the right way to say yeah, it? No. But like, it, it'll, it'll always be around. And yeah. if yeah. you stick it out and you're- If your heart's it, in the right place. If your it. heart's in the right place, you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Cause yeah, maybe a little bumpy, but we've never been busier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in supply and demand, the when when the supply increases, you know, you have to be more valuable. And totally. in, in watching some of your content, you guys really take the artistry of what you're doing and it you're creating an experience. And I don't know if we're gonna talk about that at all, but like that there's some there's some amazing things that you're doing. And it's like, yes, I guess you could rent out your bedroom or your couch and that would be considered an Airbnb, but you guys are doing something a little bit different. We can unpack that. But I'm always curious about people's backstories. Like you guys didn't, you know, come out of the womb saying like, I'm going to be a real estate you know, investor and going to start a YouTube channel documenting the journey. Yeah. How did you guys meet? What are some of your backstory? Um, and then why did you guys decide a couple of years ago in you know, COVID, all these unknowns to get into the 
Airbnb space and why did you decide to document? I know that's an extremely open-ended question, but since there's two of you, my yeah. hope is you can just give us a little backstory on that. I'm very long-winded, so Michael will curb me <laughs> if I... Yeah, <laughs> we met We met in high school. Uh, my band was playing on stage during lunch and she sent me a Valentine and we started dating. Um, fast forward, I did the music thing in the music industry. We live in LA and... Um, she was in the entertainment industry. So our jobs kind of, you know, we meshed well together, our careers. Mm -hmm. And then um, around 2016, I started going out to the Joshua Tree area to write music with artists. Like we'd take like a vacation, rent an Airbnb, write an album. And so that was my first experience with Airbnbs and like the idea of, you know, oh, wait, this is like a house, not a hotel. And also we have family that have bought um, yeah. long-term rentals and, and short-term short rentals. rentals. So we kind of had that in front of us to see how it worked, whether yeah. you want to do long-term or short-term. And even in college, my parents bought the house and then rented it out to me and three other guys. So like I saw that and I was like, oh, my my dad is not he doesn't want to just throw the money away he wants to invest in me but also you know make a buck and he sold it for more money after six years he kept it for a couple of years after i got out of college but yeah. so yeah we've kind of like seen, seen it. it yeah and then we were thinking we want to get into the real estate market and obviously los angeles where we're living and orange county where our families are it was just astronomical like yeah. and the yeah. way you get for a first yeah. for a first home in California, you know, the prices are insane. And us living in LA, it's really hard to um, save like enough money with working in creative jobs, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing was like, how can we kind of hack getting into the California real estate market so we can start to build equity that we can then roll into a house for us, multiple mm -hmm. houses. And so this is kind of like the beginning of our journey. Yeah. Was there an epiphany that you had that you're like, oh, this is this is how we're gonna start? Like, like Kristen, was it you? Whose idea was it originally to be like, we're gonna we're gonna actually do this? In 2017, he had mentioned it, mm -hmm. which was when we should have bought. Well, out yeah, there. <laughs> that was when everything was dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, but in about October of 2020, we were both itching, living in a two-bedroom duplex. We were like, we need space. We need to get out of LA. That was like pandemic time, like crazy time. And we moved, We were like, let's just bite the bullet. We had talks with both our parents and we were like, who can we move in with for a little bit yeah. to save some money? Um, I think well, we, we moved he in. was more so actually the one I was itching for more space. I just wanted to move to a bigger place. And yeah. He was like, no, this is the time we need to invest. We need to save. We don't have kids. Invest. We're still young. We can put the work in. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to just bite the bullet, move in with one of our parents. We moved in with my, my parents and, you know, like we could have been ashamed, but at the same time, all of our friends, a couple of our friends have done the same thing and now they're buying their first home yeah. because they were able like us to pay off debt. And, you know, luckily we have a support system like that. We know not, not everybody, everybody has that luxury, but um, if you have friends that want to do similar things for people yeah. out there, it's like, see who you can house hack right now with and yeah. live in a two bedroom apartment for yeah. six months and, and save that nest egg. I mean, it's totally worth it. There are sacrifices you're going to have to make. Yeah. to really leap forward. So two yeah. steps back to catapult yourself forward. Like it's worth it. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. I started Better Wealth living at home. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a book on money while living at home. Talk about a, a little bit of a mindset humble <laughs> pill. But I did that because I never wanted to put myself in jeopardy of having to close a business or having to sell something that wasn't right. And the way that I did that was bring my expenses to almost nothing. Yeah. And it's amazing how long you can survive when your expenses are nothing, you know? So so all that to say, I just echo what you're saying. You got to dress for the job you want. So you wrote a book about money because you knew that's what you wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. You have to set the intention forward. Right. So you're, you're living with your parents. Um, and and are they, do they, they live in Orange County? No, they actually live out in the Palm Springs area. So it made the most sense for us because then we were only an hour away from where we wanted to buy. So we're in the area of where we were thinking of getting into the market. Mm -hmm. And And how did you, how did you buy that first property? Yeah. So we, um, we actually got, we cleared all of our debt. So our credit was better. Mm -hmm. And then we had like, I think 10 to $15,000 of our own. And then we got her aunt to give us silent investor, silent investor. And we only put 10% down on the house. But it was a $400,000 house and we had ten dollars to $15,000 to renovate it and furnish it and get it ready to go on Airbnb. If you know, that's not a lot of money for like, that's furniture, yeah. right? Yeah. For a, for a 1,300 square foot home and a, on five acres that we could, you know, sky's the limit, whatever you want to do in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of like said, this is our budget. We'll start with this amount of money. But yeah, so we got in with the help, but now we're paying, now we're able to pay them back. Yeah. Plus some. And yeah, with interest, which is great. And that's something that, I mean, this family member didn't have, doesn't have any investments, isn't like really savvy in that world. And she was like, this is great. If I could be making 5% interest and, or 5% on is what we give her. It's 5% of our income every month. And then plus interest on the debt that we owe. Yeah. But to us, it's worth it. Like yeah. the- I'd rather pay I'd rather pay a family member than a bank. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, that's how that's how the, the wealthy do it. They have trust that they, you know, so yeah. <laughs> <Every> <laughs> hey, I'll jam with you all day long on, on yeah. that stuff. <laughs> so yeah. Um so the so that that's that's awesome. And I, my my I'm just curious about this because I see a lot of horror stories when it comes to real estate. Did you protect your aunt where if like if the house went under and whatnot, did she did she have a first lien to the property or was it just one of those like your family will make sure you're you're good on this money if this all hits the fan? Um, We signed our own contract with her separately. Like she had nothing to do with anything with the house. It was a gift. It was a gift um, kind of under the table situation. Uh, Got it. It's all just Michael and I. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And then who were you guys afraid doing that first property or were you excited? Um, What was the emotions like doing the first deal? Well, I mean, I think that it didn't really hit us until we got the keys and then we walked in and we're like, oh, this this is our responsibility now. (laughs) Now like, Like, I mean, and growing up with parents that care for you so much and want to have the world for you, you know, they're, yeah. I personally, I know people talk about going through struggles and hard times, but like, you know, I, I worked my way up in the music industry. I did a bunch of things, but I felt like this was the first moment where I was like, my parents aren't here to help me. Her parents aren't here to help us. There's nobody here besides us. 
And we looked at each other. And we we're like, okay, we have to make this work. We have X amount of time. We have X amount of money. Where's yeah. the sledgehammers? Where's the tools? Like, let's do this. Yeah. And yeah. I lost my corporate job in September. We bought our house in July of 2021. Mm -hmm. I got laid off in September mm -hmm. of 2021. So like yeah. just a couple months after we bought this house. Yeah. And had to renovate it. Luckily, I had severance until January. So we we're like, whoa, we got to get this up yeah. quick because this is crazy. Yeah. It took um, us four months to get it up. Right. Yeah. That was took four about months. four months. Almost. Yeah. And, and you guys are very open about what you earn and, and whatnot. Yeah. So the, the first property you bought for 455000 Yeah. Um, 400, what do you, yeah. What do you rent it out for? And what was it the feeling like when you got the first booking? It was weird because I didn't think it was going to do so well um, because I was like, well, well, I don't know. It was like <laughs> I had been to Airbnbs and I'm like, we don't have a hot tub. Mm. We don't have like the same like high end furniture and all these things that other people yeah. do. But I think we've we've realized that Airbnb does this thing that like in your first month, they kind of push your listing to make it like, oh, this is exciting. At least they did when we started. Yeah, they did. They I don't know if they still do anymore. it. But um, so we started getting bookings right away and we launched in November, late November. So we got Thanksgiving bookings. We got Christmas bookings. We got New Year's bookings. And awesome. those, that was, some of them were like four or $500 a night. Yeah. And we were like only thinking of charging like $200 a night. Yeah. So we made like all this, not all this money, but we saw like, oh, wow, this is exciting. Lucrative. But it was terrifying because yeah. we had like a leak happen the week before our first guest. Yep. We were the cleaners because we only lived an hour away and we had no idea who anybody was. We yeah. didn't have any really networking or connections out there quite yet. Yeah. And so we were cleaning and back and forth between yeah. Palm Springs and, and Joshua yeah. Tree. But and we saved the cleaning fee because we cleaned it for the first three or four months. So yeah. we made that extra money that we then took and reinvested in like a better washer and like things that we saw we needed as we were the cleaners. Six months. Love that. Six months. Yeah. Cleaners, yeah. yeah. I love that. So, so now what does that property do cash flow wise on an annual basis? I know that we're only two years in, but like if you had to like give an annual estimate conservative what would it do yeah so i average it's around four thousand a month okay and um uh i i don't i can't I do math in my 40 head. something last year yeah it was Our first year 40 almost 50 and then plus yeah. youtube money which we don't really account for in that yeah but. but what we've done is we've taken all of the profits and we put them back into the house it's great because in in my mind i'm like if the house can keep growing equity and so you, you take all that money and pay down the mortgage. No, we reinvest it. So we bought a, we just bought a hot tub. Got it. Okay. So um, you make, you create a better experience. Yeah. Just and, leveling up as much as we can, less taxes you have to pay yeah. in the year. Like we didn't have to pay any taxes because we put, well, we uh, took a, a big loss on the first year and we rolled it over and then we've invested pretty much all of the profit back into better sheets, you know, better yeah furniture, better rugs, better outside stuff. So we're yeah. working to make it so that we can up the nightly price. You know, we started, yeah. we started, I think we were like the lowest we've ever charged like $180 a night. And that was like low season, but now we're getting 230 to 50 is the minimum awesome. price every night. And I mean, April 
it's the high season out there, but I mean, we've just been back to, we haven't even been able to go to our house because we've been like so three booked. Months. <laughs> we were and there. Is it, months. You guys have now seven homes, correct? No, 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 no. This is our, we only have the one. Okay. Sorry. I, I thought I read something wrong. Okay. So I apologize for that. So you have, you have the one house it's and called the seventh Ray. So that might, okay. Be- maybe it's it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, no, I, I, I love that. So I just want to point something out from a cash flow perspective. You're making $4,000 or something per month. Average, okay. Yeah. Is it, a, it's, it's crazy that you put in, if my math is correct, around 15,000 initially into the yeah. deal. Does that, do you realize how insane that is from like, there's some people that work, they take their money, they put it in accounts, they say CF the next 30 years, and then they, they're lucky to get 4% of yes. their asset. Like you're getting like 50%, um, like a month. Like it's, it's shocking to me. Like you're getting multiple more in the first year than what you put down. That's why I love the leverage effect of what you guys are doing. And I love the the leverage effect of what you guys are doing with your YouTube channel. We're going to talk about that in a second. But does that like did is that that probably wasn't the reason why you did that? But did you know that real estate was like a an amazing lever for your money, or did you just do it because you're like, man, this would be a lot of fun? I a little bit of both. I mean, I've historically known that real estate is never a bad investment. Like my dad has told me that my entire life. Um, that's one thing that he's done very well is just like oh. You can use this house to get a bigger house and all this stuff. He's had short-term rentals out in Palm Springs. And I've known that like, oh, and brother-in-law, my sister's husband, he's been doing the like, okay, one unit, two unit, three unit, and he's been working his way up. And so we saw that and we're like, how can we do that in our own way? Yeah. And like, I, I don't, I didn't think about it. I've never thought about it like that (laughs) because we're not taking the cash and putting it in our pocket right now. Yeah. But I think that once we're com- done with the house and it's just pure profit coming in, I think that's when it's really going to hit us that like, wow, that like small amount of investment right. was much better served in a short-term rental. Although yeah. I still have to say the energy that gets put into it is far greater than a long-term rental, or let's just say like a an account, you know, a high right. yield interest account. But like the return in five years is going to be insane. Right, right. It's, you can, you can, it's not necessarily passive right now. It's yeah. not, it's not a passive asset. Think about it like that. Yeah. From an outside perspective, it's like when you pull yourself out of it, oh, wow, yeah. this is going to be great. But, but when yeah. you're in the weeds, you're yeah. like, God, this is a lot. This is so much happening yeah. all the time, but it's so worth it if you love what yeah. you do. And we yeah. love, we're people, people. Well, so any business, I imagine any business, it takes a minimum of two years to get it up yeah. and running. And so like, I thought we were going to take a loss. Like I was fully like, okay, we're going to have to pull from our own savings a couple of the months to pay for it. But never once did that happen. Like there was yeah. some, we broke even like in the dead of summer when it's 110 degrees out there and we yeah. didn't have much to do. All the restaurants are closed and all that stuff. We still broke even. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Why did you choose to do your YouTube channel along with that? Um, I guess I have two questions before that are you still working full-time at another job or you said something in the creative space? Are you still a musician or what do you, what do you do full-time? Yeah. So I do social media full-time and I have two clients and I'm full-time and then Kristen we've swapped now. So yeah. now she is full-time <laughs> on our YouTube channel yeah. and awesome. making, making sure that the house runs smoothly. She's dealing with, you know, managing, managing the house and our YouTube channel. 
She's got I think what you guys are doing on YouTube is awesome. You're documenting the journey. I Again, I'm hoping our audience will check you out and subscribe and follow along on your journey. Um, why did you choose to do that? Because I think there's a lot of people out there that say, hey, I'm the guru, buy my course, all these things, which is fine. I mean, everyone has their style. But what I love about what you guys are doing is you guys are sharing the journey and you guys are very humble in that. And I bet you... Have, have you been, I bet you guys have people reaching out to you almost daily of like how you inspire them and all that stuff. And it's really cool because you're, you're leveraging, you, you're getting into a leveraged asset, which is real estate. You're leveraging that on an Airbnb, which is using leverage. And then you're using YouTube and leveraging your experience. And it's like this co-creation of value. That's really cool to see. And I wish more people would do that regardless. Like if you guys fail, it's actually your YouTube will grow faster, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's a no downside. Yeah. yeah. Flames and, and whatever yeah. like Rob Bilt does. It's like <laughs> the end is done. here. Yeah. No. I'm just but kidding. I mean, for me, I, for a very long time, I watched Gary V and I would just watch him and he'd be like, stop trying to create content. Just document the journey. He's like, do what I'm doing. And I was it didn't, it took a really long time for me to be like, all right, we should do it. Cause I've always been so uncomfortable in front of the camera. I've always been like behind the scenes working with artists, like working with the people that are going in front of the camera, her as well. She's been on camera, but for her work, she was, you know, writing the stories behind or like she'd be interviewing people, but she'd never be like the star. Yeah. And so I think it was like a big leap for us to like, before we were going, we went on a walk when we were, when was it? When we decided we had cleared off our debt and we're like, okay, if we're going to put this amount of energy into it, like we should document it. People should see what it's like because we were trying to find that on YouTube and we could only find people trying not to sell us something, but it was like, there was an underlying like, Hey, here's how much you can make buy my course, whatever. And yeah. that's fine. I don't yeah. want to, because the people that I watched, I they, love and they because they us. taught us so much. Yeah. Cause they know they're going to know who they are, but yeah. for us too, it was just, this is literally our lives and mm -hmm. we're just going to, like you said, document yeah. it. And if you knew Michael before he wore all black, you guys so serious about what he'd post on Instagram or anywhere. Like it had to be legit, whatever would not put the camera on himself. It had to be about his work. And when we're walking into Home Depot now, and I tell people this all the time when I'm talking about our YouTube channel, he's the one with the camera up, talking to the camera, telling everybody what we're about to go do. Well, and I'm embarrassed by it. And he's yeah. like, we get paid for this now. This is our job. We're doing this. And I'm like, okay, yeah. like whatever. It, I love it. It's yeah. just, it's so out of character, but also we get to share this whole journey with our family. My mom has MS, is in a wheelchair. My aunt doesn't get out much. Like she does not drive very far. So, and she's the one that helped invest. Yeah. Grandparents, they can watch us. So we don't have to call them and tell them what's going on. <laughs> We're like, here's the link. This yeah. is what we've been up to. But in terms of like your your symbiotic relationship between the YouTube and the Airbnb, the, the reason I'm okay with holding up a camera because I'm like, one, we get these awesome comments that are like, I spent all this money on a course and I learned more from this video yeah. And that. And I'm like, wow, okay. I didn't even like, that's not my goal. I'm just telling you what we went through Yeah. Two, like we've started like earning revenue from places that like, I didn't even think about, like we did a video, we did a video cause we needed a short, uh, a direct booking website. 
Mm-hmm. So I did the research and I, we, we made a direct booking website. We made a video about it. Then that company reached out to us and was like, hey, if you want to put this link in the bio, you can start getting affiliate, you know, referral money. And so we're like, okay, great. And like now between, Airbnb, between the Airbnb, the short-term rental, the YouTube channel, and talking about Airbnb, we're referring people to Airbnb. I don't, if you're a host and you have friends, do the referral program because we make $720 every time somebody signs up with Airbnb and completes a stay. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So like random revenue that like we were not expecting. Yeah. And we're not pushing it and anything. It's just like, Hey, if you want to sign up with our link, we can help you along the process, but it, it, and they make, they make money too when they sign up with our link. So, I mean, there's just, like you said, there's these things that you never think about when you get started, but the key is putting yourself out there and putting that out there to help other people. Yeah. So I've, uh, I've sent almost 5,000 video emails. Okay. It's, it was something um, that I'm not a great reader, as you guys can probably pick up on my uh, <laughs> lack of attention to the notes. Um, and I just realized that video is like way more authentic for me. And, you know, it's helped me stand out. And it's interesting because I tell people all over, especially in our space, do video emails, do video emails, do video emails. And people don't, they just don't do it. Like they're, they, they tell me like, I just hate the way I look. I hate the way I sound. It just, and so how did you get past, like, how did you get past the, um, being so particular to be like, I'm just going to put myself out. Was it like a Gary Vaynerchuk motivational, you know, tell, tell your mom to go jump in a lake moment or was it like, what was it? Um, and, and then how, what would you say, like, from a framework standpoint, like, how did you guys not burn out? Because I know that there's a lot of people that have these ambitions. They're not even afraid of what people think. They just burn out. How, what is your guys' system for documenting? Uh, because I think people, like, people could actually gain more value about what you guys answer now than even what you say about Airbnb. Because I think there's something really brilliant about what you guys have designed around your life. She's always been really great on camera. Like, she, that's what she did for work and she's just super talented. And so I was the one that was like, I needed to get over it. So she would just start filming. Like she would just start filming us. And once I saw people were following us and they weren't commenting on my appearance my or appearance whatever, or like making fun <laughs> of me, they were commenting on what we were doing and like helping us. I yeah. realized that like, Oh, actually this is a benefit. It's not a negative. It's a positive. And like, also, we, we also went through like a lot of self-discovery too. like during, I think everybody kind of went through this during COVID. It was just kind of like, what do I really align with? And like, do I really like living this way? And we did some deep reflecting. And I realized that like a lot of that was ego driven for me. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want to look a certain way and I want to be perceived as cool. And I'm like, well, that's only to me. And so once I got over that and I realized that like those thoughts are probably only in my own head yeah. and like you know, when you meet somebody, you're, you're thinking your own thoughts. You're not thinking like, oh, this person sucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. And then, and then on top of that, like, what was the second part of the question? There was, just how did, what's the framework? What's the framework and process? How did you guys get started? Did you like just put it on YouTube? Did you share it on your social media? And then what's your process of filming and editing? Cause what I've heard is the editing piece can get really draining. Yeah. Yeah. So that's taken a while mm-hmm. to, figure out I think only within the last like few months have we really figured out 
the a, process the process on that because it was it was it was chaos, chaos. yeah um and now because we're filming so much and then yeah. it's like there's so much footage to go through and all of that and decide what to share and what not to share or whatever which it's mainly everything anyway you guys but i spend wednesday and thursday of my week editing mm -hmm. our video for monday yeah. sometimes it comes down to the wire when like easter was this last weekend we yeah. went out and spent with family i ended up editing monday and i got it all done and it was like crazy to try to get it up before 7 p.m yeah but like and, and is it all vlogs like are you just documenting that last week of yeah. like what you did yeah it's mm -hmm. usually we're usually about a month out which is nice we mm -hmm. have okay. some leeway to like take some time off and stuff like yeah. that so and that has been, always been, been using like informational episodes to mm -hmm. kind of give us some space if we're like hey you know we've had guests we haven't really been able to go out to the house like what's something that people might find interesting or helpful and i think one of the things that has helped us not burn out is our viewers holding us accountable mm -hmm. too there's like this sense of like i don't want to let them down and yeah. i know, i know that like they're there waiting for us and so like at least for me i i'm the type of person that i i probably wouldn't have put the attention and love into this project if it weren't for people watching yeah. Wow. And the comments, yeah. like you had mentioned earlier, people reaching out all the time. We get emails and DMs I can't keep up with. And sometimes they're so long and sweet that I'm like, I don't even know how to respond to this. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to give them something every week and be in the comments and chat with them live that we, we try to premiere every video so that we can be there and like be live with them to talk uh, right there, then and there. But that has really helped is just dedicating two full days, knowing that those are our days. It has to be done by the end of yeah. Thursday. Mm -hmm. We'll work on a vid pick maybe Monday if Michael's really busy and we wanted to take the weekend off. But that has kind of been our thing. It's just two full days of editing. No, knowing what you know now, would you have done anything different on the Airbnb document the journey? Like, knowing, like would you have done anything different? Or you just, do you look back, you're like, man, we did everything perfect. And here is, if any of your listeners are just getting into this, here's my biggest recommendation is I would have filmed everything from the moment that we first walked into the house, both horizontal and, and vertical, vertical. <laughs> because I can't tell you now with the landscape of social media, we have YouTube shorts, TikToks, Instagram reels, everything. So like we don't have pans of our house before and after because like you don't realize how much one piece of content can do for your business and we have a we have a, an old friend, an acquaintance i would say i met through a record label who him and his girlfriend have just done their apartment up crazy really cool they have over a hundred thousand followers getting brand deals it's a two-bedroom apartment but they've just decorated really cool and they're documenting it but they have all these yeah. cool before and afters and so that's one piece i feel like we really didn't capture was like the how would you do that like, would you both be on the phone or would you just have a would just consciously yeah. being, like, being like okay, okay you get that i'll get this or yeah or do yeah. just doing it both ways you know yeah. walking through with a realtor and trying to sneakily film because it's kind of awkward comfortable and then yeah. when we got the keys we're like cool let's get started and we weren't thinking like okay we need to make sure that like we capture this yeah and there's so many people out there that are great at that but that's just i would have done that different yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Would you like the weekly format? And and here's, I'm just going to verbal process out loud. Like if you're young, wanting to start a business, wanting to get Airbnb, like any, I almost think of anything. 
um, and you want to document the journey, I'm a big fan of. I one of my biggest regrets was not doing that, documenting the start of Better Wealth because it was wild. And I even like I was following Gary Vee at the time. I just I have no good excuse other than I just didn't do it. So yeah, no excuses. Good for you. Uh, yeah. yeah, no excuses. But so but it's like, man, what would you say to someone like if they take Airbnb out of it, like they want to do this thing, they want to go for it. It's like, I'm, I'm serious. Even if you fail and you're willing to be humble enough to document what you've learned, I mean, you're going to build so much insurance inside of failure that it's like failing could be the best thing that happened to you because of how you document that. Yeah. yeah. What would you say to like the person that's like really inspired right now, but hasn't gotten anything hasn't felt like they've gotten a w yet in their life like what would you tell them and then anything else that you would recommend universally as it relates to documenting the journey i could do go for it i was that person for 10 years and i would watch friends blow up i would watch people go off and make youtube channels or have a career in music and i was always scared to start and it's weird that like i cared so much about my music career that like, this was one thing that I was just like, let's just do this as a joke. Like, like, I'm not going to put so much pressure on it. Let's just actually film what it's like and not try and control the perception. And for some reason it worked. And the only reason it worked is because we were consistent with it. Mm -hmm. And that's like one area that I lacked throughout my entire life was consistency. And as we know, all of these algorithms, all these platforms reward us for consistency if your Airbnb doesn't have good consistent ratings, you're not going to get like people staying there. If you don't post consistently, people aren't going to watch your videos. So I think that was my biggest lesson from all yep. of this. Underlying the word consistency, it would, I would rather be consistent in something that's not perfect than have a perfect plan and not implement it or be consistent with it. Because exactly. you just get stuck and there's no forward progress. Yep. Like if there's no forward progress, then what's the point of even thinking about it you know yeah Kristen yeah. is there anything that you would add to that um well I was just gonna say I I almost cut you off earlier it was the consistency that has definitely been a huge thing for me I'm a procrastinator and I will find everything to do except for what I need to do even when I love doing it yeah don't get in your own way that's mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause I'm like supposed but, to be working on social yeah. media today and I haven't, yeah. um, don't get in your own way because things yeah. will fall into your lap and doors will open that you never thought possible. We just shot a pilot for a TV show. We thought it was a spam email that we got and that door opened for us. And it's just like, and free, everything is possible. Yeah. So just yeah. do it. And did that happen because of YouTube? Yeah. Yeah. They scouted us on YouTube. Yeah. And, and another thing too, is like, it's like going to the gym. It's nice to have a trainer or somebody to hold you accountable. And I found that like us having her mom, my grandma, or her aunt, like watching every week, it was like, oh, we should get this video done so that they know what's going on. Yeah. Do you feel, can I push back on that? Do you feel like that could be a backfire because you're editing yourself? Like you're like, oh, my mom's going to watch this. So I probably shouldn't say what I really want to say. Or has that not been an issue? Sure. I mean, if you can make a mental, like, I can't let this person, I can't let the two people that watch my video down for the next one. Like if you can, you can reframe mom to like anybody, but just yeah. make them out to be the gym trainer. Like, yeah, we could have like, we could have edited ourselves, but like, 
the only things we edited out were cursing, which I think helped us because when yeah. something went wrong, we're like, ah, oh, but oh, wait, I don't want grandma to hear me cursing. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Even the sexual innuendos, those are in there. If you don't like it, mom, you cannot watch. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, what's 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 the future look like for you guys? Are you going to do more Airbnbs? What? Yeah. What What does that look like for the, the journey that you guys have, are on? We have a vision for this house. And we are about, I would say, 75% done with that vision. Um, just yesterday, we started the progress for we're going to build a whole concrete foundation, patio outside area, and we're going to document that journey. Um, we have a couple things that we want to do, because one thing that I think that Airbnb hosts are finding as saturation goes up in the market is you got to stand out somehow. You got to yeah. differentiate your property from all the other ones. And all the properties in our area are starting to look the same. And so the last thing that we want to do on the house is add that wow factor. And then I think from there, we'll look at another one. Somewhere cool. we like to visit. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And I think right now you guys have a ton of options. You guys have probably made, I mean, obviously when you stop reinvesting into the house, you guys have 4,000 plus dollars coming, which is obviously minus the mortgage, but there's, there's money there. Mm -hmm. But then you, you have so many alternative ways to raise money. Um, that's also exciting as well. I may, whether you started the YouTube channel or not off that, like you guys could get into another project and say, Hey guys, this is what we're doing. And you would have people come out of the woodwork saying, Hey, I want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. because you've built up a lot ton of trust because you have thousands and thousands of watch hours. Um, yeah. I mean, have you, have you seen that guy that bought the ghost town and he documented it Sarah on Gordo? YouTube? No, I haven't. No. Uh, ghost Town during the pandemic, and he started just documenting it. And now he has hundreds of people that are like, I'll come up and help you rebuild this whole hotel yeah. for free just because I want to be a yes. part of it. And yeah. I think that yes. that is the beauty of um, putting yourself out there and Community. providing value because people, yeah. without asking for anything in return, as Gary says, and I finally feel like I'm taking his advice and it's starting to like pay off because like, yeah. I don't really need anything from our viewers, but if we can help, great. You know, yeah. I love that. Is there yeah. any final words that you guys have? I, I have one last question to ask you that has nothing to do with documenting or Airbnbs, but any final thoughts that you wanted to share um, around this topic of documentation, Airbnb, your money framework? Uh, I would say don't listen to the hype over the Airbnb bust. There's a lot of that happening online. Just focus on yourself and your goals and obviously budget and see how the, the numbers pan out for you. Don't let the fear get in the way of you starting. Just do it. But also, I think there's the Airbnb bus is happening because a lot of people got into it for the quick buck. Mm -hmm. I, 100% dude. You, yeah. And, and like any business, you want to be a, mu a musician, you want to be an author, you want to be whatever, like you can't put something out and build a business and expect yep. to just make quick money. That's the worst way to make money. Yeah. Yeah. So, Long game. Yeah. The Airbnb bus I mean, is over is, is, I mean, it's happening for people that just wanted to make quick money. It's happening everywhere though. That's the thing. It's like, whenever you come in with the intention to make a quick buck, you might make it for a little bit, but you will be exposed. And what you guys are doing is like, you are, this is this is a this is personal for you guys and you're creating an experience mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if Airbnb goes under and there's another website. It's like going back to what you said. If people are gonna go visit somewhere, they're gonna look at 
how much money do I have and where can I get the best bang for my buck? Mm -hmm. And no matter what the economy looks like, what you have to do if it's going up or down, like you're, you will always do well because of your experience is going to be a more valuable experience or more perceived value than other people. And, and money will flow to the perception of value. Um, and so all that, I mean, we could nerd about that all day long, but whether you guys intentionally are doing that or not, like you guys are building in massive, massive value into how you guys are operating. And it'll be fun to see you guys compound that. Um, Cause I have a funny feeling this is going to be the longest project you have and you guys are going to continue to get projects and you're going to be able to compound that experience because of the things that you've learned, but then also the leverage that you have with the community and future cash flow. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so final question, I'm, I'm obsessed around this concept of legacy and like there's a movement I'm trying to get people to do that is actually do their, um, be the main speaker at their funeral mm-hmm. and like do a video for like the people that are going to show up on your funeral day. Like, what would you say? Um, who would you bless and what, what would, what would be some of the things that you would are sacred to you? Cause I think it changes the way that we live today. If we really think through that. So a question I've been asking for the last couple of years to my guest is if this was your last day on earth and you were with the people that you love the most and you couldn't give them a single vlog or a single book or a single journal entry, but you could just have that last conversation, what would you make sure to say and what would you cover? And I think this is one of the first episodes I've done with two people. So I'll let, uh, I'll let you go first, Michael. Um, and, and then I, I would love to hear your thoughts around that question, Kristen. I've always been the type of person that, I mean, ever since college, like when I started drinking, I would just try to inspire people. (laughs) Like I try to be like, dude, like I have, I have a friend that, um, coach volleyball. And he was like, I thinking about starting a club. It's not one of the biggest youth volleyball clubs in orange County, because I just like, was like, I was like, you can really do this. So I think my biggest thing is like empowering people. And I would just want to make sure that like my last conversations with people were just like, Hey, just cause I'm not here. doesn't mean that you can't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Empowering people. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I like that. Uh, wow. What an interesting thought. Don't touch my yeah shoes I don't know (laughs) (laughs) don't throw away all my things no I'm just kidding um I think just um let go and go with the flow and just love people and be kind to others I don't know that sounds so cheesy because you have to do the work on yourself to be able to get to that point and what would you say somebody on your last day I love you. Okay. <laughs> Live yeah. your life. Just yeah. Everything is possible. Yeah. Just, I, that is that is I know I keep I've said that a couple times during this episode, but anytime someone brings fear to me or like the this victim mentality, I'm like, everything is possible. We're living yeah. in the matrix. Make yeah. it your make it the game work for you, however yeah. that may be. Mm-hmm. I don't know how inspiring that is for my last day, well, but we live, I mean, for all the problems we have in our world, we live in one of the greatest times to be alive. Totally. Um, and I mean, a couple hundred years ago, the wealthiest, 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 most powerful people in the world were going to an outhouse and didn't have running water and like, like couldn't jump on a plane where had to hop on a boat, you know? And so it's just like, it's just one of those things where perspective is, is like, yes, do we have issues? Yes. But 
um, it is an amazing time to be alive when you have that mindset. So how can people best support and follow your, you guys in your journey that you're in? Just watch every week. Yeah. I mean, Mondays. honestly, like the more, the more people we can have giving us feedback too. like yeah. the amount of things I've learned, we both have learned, but me specifically, because I'll be fixing a drain on our shower and a plumber will comment and be like, Hey, you did this wrong. And I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for commenting. Um, yeah, just continue to watch us. And every Monday, yeah. we're usually on at 630. That's our premiere time. 630 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. And well, comes Chris, seventh ray. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Well, Chris and Michael, thank you. And I wish you the absolute best. Thank, thank you so you. much for having us. We really appreciate you having us.